This Week in the 90s podcast. Hey everybody, I'm Sarah Tiana and... I'm Chris Brockman. And uh, this is our first episode... First episode. ...of our podcast called This Week in the 90s. That is a great name. How did we come up with it? (laughs) How did we come up with it? Is this just going to be you laughing for an hour every week? I laugh at you a lot. That's why we love each other. That's That's true. We love each other? Okay. Yes. So Chris and I, if you don't know, are boyfriend and girlfriend. We have been together for four and a half years. Four and a half years. We have a new baby. We do? (laughs) My favorite joke. (laughs) Yes. His name is Cage, and he's asleep right now. Thank God. um, He's five months old. He's enormous. (laughs) Yeah. This is what everybody asks me. How's he doing? I'm like, well, he's huge. Yeah, he's giant. <laughs> Bill Belichick is on line one. Like, he could play for the Patriots this fall if there's he's football. He's never going to play for the Patriots because <laughs> you're a Patriots fan, and I would cheer for Al-Qaeda before the Patriots. Yeah. <laughs> um, anyway, we had the baby during quarantine. Basically, he was born right before the lockdown. Right before everything really got insane here yes. in the United States. And so over all this time that we spent together, most couples are uh, trying to get further apart. And Chris <laughs> and I decided we should do a podcast. And it kind of started because we loved The Last Dance so much. Yes. Uh, Chris is a totally sportscaster. Did. Love it. Uh, on the Rich Eisen show, I'm a comedian and a writer and um, a big sports nut. And we were watching The Last Dance on ESPN, and we just started reminiscing about the '90s and how it was just this great era because yeah, there was no social media, so Zero. it was kind of like no holds bar, no rules, like no one got in trouble. Just so much more went down in the '90s. Yeah, Dennis Rodman could go to Las Vegas <laughs> for a weekend against the. Uh, better judgment of Michael Jordan and no one knew about it and that would never happen now Johnny Manziel remember got busted a few years ago he took a weekend in Las Vegas wearing a fake mustache (laughs) and he was sniffed out immediately Immediately. by people on social media so the 90s was just simpler time I guess is a way to put it I don't know if it was more innocent Uh, probably more (laughs) bad stuff was going down in the shadows but it just seemed like it was you know, it's a fun time to look back on. We are both uh, children of the '90s. Yeah. We both grew up in the '90s. Uh, I moved to May- I moved to Alaska from Virginia in January of 1990. Oh wow! At nine and a half years old, so uh, I pretty much grew up you near know, nine to 19 in the 1990s. I don't know how old you are, so uh, <laughs> you could. I was be... 35 in 1990. <laughs> so you are going to remember it really well. I'm kind of digging into the the memory banks for this one for me, but I'm so excited because I I love the 90s. I love 90s music. I love 90s movies and 90s television shows. Uh, Anything that's kind of retro, I'm totally down. Mm -hmm. The styles, the sneakers, I'm here for all of it. And I think we figured out uh, how much we both love it and how much fun we would have just kind of looking back and talking about it with each other. So we decided to make a podcast where we would take the current week that we're in. So this week is August 3rd through the 9th. 2nd to the 8th. (laughs) Same difference. (laughs) (laughs) So this week is August 2nd to the 8th. We need one of those like tallies uh, for all the... Once we get higher tech graphics, yeah, for all the mistakes we make, it's just like, bing! 
Oh, don't worry. I'm sure people will let us know. Or the like do a shot for every mistake that we make. <laughs> oh, I'm down with that. Uh, it's night and the baby's in bed. Um, for now. You just jinxed it. <laughs> Stop saying that I this jinxed it. This happens all the time. No, it's only because you mentioned that I jinxed <laughs> okay, it. Okay, okay. Uh, so anyway, this week is August 2nd through 8th. 2nd through the 8th. So now Chris can take the week of, uh, the days August 2 through 8 and take one year in the 90s that spans those days. Yeah, so I have so 10, seven I have days, 10 so options. 10 options for those seven 90 days. 90 to 99, I can look at any week mm-hmm. of any, at that, this specific week of any year. Right. And if something cool or interesting happened, multiple things happened, that's the week we're going to talk about. Great. So what year? All right. I am kicking this off with 1992. Oh, okay. Utah, Early. give me two. Now, dealer's choice. <laughs> Player's choice. I'm the dealer. I was going to say. Do you want me to go in order from August 2nd to the 8th? Or do you want me to start with... Maybe what I think is the most interesting or most fun. I want you to start with the most interesting, fun thing. Okay. This is great. We weren't going to... I mean, I don't know how you feel about starting with sports. This is not a sports podcast per se. But we both love sports. It's more more everything. It's more life. But I'm going to start with sports because you mentioned The Last Dance. I did mention The Last Dance. And one of the best episodes... I have something on my mouth already. You have something on your lip. It's like black stuff from like the mic. There you go. You oh, got fun. It. <laughs> We're not going to edit this out. Uh, you mentioned The Last Dance. I did. One of the best episodes of The Last Dance was about what? That might Michael have Jordan. <laughs> Pete Holmes had the best joke. He's like, I'll bite. Who's Michael Jordan? Uh, it was about the dream team. Yes. Oh, right. And 1992 was the first year that USA Basketball had professionals play. Now, we knew going into the 1992 Summer Olympics in Barcelona that we were going to win basketball. Uh-huh. We were going to win the gold medal. And it wasn't going to be pretty, but it was going to be awesome to see these absolute legends all play together on the same team. You mean it wasn't going to be pretty because for, their for the other teams? It wasn't going to be pretty for the other teams. The games weren't <laughs> going to be close. Okay. I mean, we were going to beat Angola by 80. You know what I mean? And Charles Barkley was going to elbow that How did, dude. Did you know that in 1992? Yes, we you absolutely know knew that, that in 1992. <laughs> Michael Jordan at the height of his powers. But you don't know what Magic Johnson coming Slovakian back from his... basketball player is like. I mean, you saw it in the last dance. You knew what they, they did to Tony Kukoc. Well, we know it because of now. Like, looking now, back, it's 2020. We absolutely knew going into it. So, on August 8th, the final day of my first week, the Dream Team won the gold medal in the Barcelona Olympics, 117-105, over Croatia, a team that featured See, Tony Kukoc. that's Kukoch. not that... Terrible. That's, that's a 12 that's point. 32 points. What did you just you say? You said 12? 117 to 105. 117 to 85. Oh, I thought you said 105. Okay. Yeah, of that course. That is bad. Michael Jordan, Magic Johnson, Larry Bird, <laughs> Pippen, and Barkley, and Patrick Ewing, and everybody except Isaiah Thomas. It was <laughs> so amazing. It was the coronation of USA basketball mm-hmm. on the worldwide scale. You could say that set the tone for what we see now in the NBA with all the foreign players. I mean, mm-hmm. just look at Luka Doncic. Absolutely unbelievable. Going to be an MVP uh, someday. And remember the famous uh, medal stand where Michael Jordan, all the Nike guys put the flag over the Reebok symbol because 
They were Team Nike all the way. It was just, ugh, USA basketball at its height. USA pride at its height for these tremendous athletes. Where were the Olympics that year? Barcelona, Spain. Barcelona. Barcelona. Is that Do you it? say it like that? Barcelona. Barcelona. That's the way. Have you ever been to Barcelona? I know you've done a ton of international travel. I've been to Barcelona once. You yeah. have been. Uh huh. Yeah, I've been there when I was studying. When I was studying abroad in Paris in 1999, great year. Um, when everything was like, and everything had scaffolding on it because they were getting ready for the millennium oh, celebration. Right. So they were cleaning everything. So like every picture I have of like Notre Dame. It's just cool building. And then we just went to Notre like Dame again for, to Paris for Christmas yeah. this last year. And Notre Dame is covered again because of the fire. So anyway, yeah, I went to Barcelona then, but that's right. That's where the Olympics were that year. Yeah. It was a uh, amazing summer games. Uh, we did not win the Olympic medal. The unified team, which was all the broken up uh, USSR? Rus- Russian states, yeah, were the unified team that year. Oh, they weren't even called like separate countries. No, yet. they were. They won the. Uh, they, they won the um, because, o- overall medals uh, yeah, that year. So, they beat the United it. States, but uh, that was my. That's my leadoff. What do you remember? Do you remember the dream team at all? Yeah, I remember that. Okay, of course. Yeah, I remember that. That was a big deal, and. Uh, and it was just, I mean, I, I just loved the Olympics. I wasn't ever a huge basketball fan. I liked Michael Jordan a lot. Mm-hmm. I thought that was like my first real memory of basketball because, you know, in Atlanta growing up, I mean, I, I grew up in North Georgia, not Atlanta, but we had the Hawks. And so like Spud Webb and Dominique Wilkins yeah, were like the only absolutely. thing I really remembered. And then I think in college we had Dikembe Mutombo and like that was like the that only sounds other. sounds about right, yeah. Uh, only other basketball player for the Hawks I really remember until now that we have. So, I mean, I remember the dream team just because I loved the Olympics right. because gymnastics was in the Olympics. I and like, like when you were a young girl in the 90s, you're like, I could be a gymnast even though I can only oh, do a and, cartwheel. And those teams back then were incredible with like Bella Caroli was the coach and Carrie Strug and Dominique Dawes and... They're mm-hmm. amazing teams. I think they won a gold medal in the 90s as well. Might oh, have been for that sure. same yeah, year. Yeah, because 96 was the Olympics in Atlanta that we went to. And then that was, I think that was the Carrie Strug year. I think that was the year 96 she 96 like, was the Carrie Strug year? I, I can't remember. So. I guess I could just look you that up. I have, it up I have, have a literally have it right in front of me. <laughs> By the way, she is four foot eight. Have you ever met anyone that small? Yes, I'm friends with Olympics. Brad Williams. Oh, that's a good point. <laughs> I mean... A non-little person who's <laughs> four foot eight. Yeah, she, that 1996 was the Carrie Strug uh, ankle deal. Yeah. yeah. Cool. So you, uh, you mentioned how much you love the Olympics. Uh, what is your favorite event? You mentioned gymnastics. Are those your favorite gymnastics to watch? Gymnastics is always my favorite. And then swimming was always a big one. Yep. Those were really... The, and the pole vaulting. No. <laughs> <laughs> Big I could see vaulting. you being a pole vaulter. You could see me? Yeah. Why? I don't know. <laughs> just, I was just trying to be nice. I'm like more of you, a javelin thrower right now. <laughs> an Olympic athlete. Uh, so on August 8th, the, the U.S. track team swept medals in the long jump. Now, one of my favorite athletes from this era when watching the Olympics, Carl Lewis, the great oh, right. Carl Lewis. Greatest Multiple. singer, one of the greatest national anthem <laughs> singers of all time. <laughs> what do you think is worse? I'll show, maybe I could splice in a video here. What is worse, Carl Lewis's national anthem? Mm-hmm. I think it was before a Nets game one year. It was a year. basketball game. You would know. You're uh, really or good. his first pitch. 
Oh, I don't remember his first pitch. Oh my gosh, this is when you need to have a computer in front of you. I it have one. is so t- it's it's a toss up. Like it's a little. Oh, that I always think anytime someone sings a national anthem poorly, it is just like one of the most beautiful things in the whole world because everybody always does a good job. So when somebody doesn't do a good job, you're like, oh, this is so great. I'm gonna remember this forever. Yeah, Carl Lewis's uh, first pitch is really bad. I mean, I'm just going to, like, turn it towards you so you can see it. <laughs> like, I mean, he literally bounced it, like, 10 feet right. in, front of the, in front of the pitcher's mound, and then he throws it back to him, and he tries to do a second try, and, like, he got it there, but, like, it's so bad. So bad. And I think his anthem was like, and the Rockets! <laughs> right, <Blair? laughs> And he goes, uh-oh. I'm going to get it right right now. Like, he says in the middle of the anthem, yeah. no, don't worry, everybody. <laughs> I got this. I'm going to finish <laughs> this strong. No, you don't. It, okay. So okay. Carl Lewis won the gold uh, in the long jump. A USA sweep. Mike Powell and Joe Green finished that off for the United States. So a medal sweep on August 6th for the U.S. track team. In the long jump. Okay, that's all I really have for Olympics. Not all I have for sports. Okay. Um, oh, actually, one more Olympics. I lied. August 4th okay. was the debut of this sport, and gold medals were both won by Indonesian athletes. Men's and women's doubles both went to South Korea. Can you name this Olympic event? Ping pong. So close. Table tennis? <laughs> I just figured you were going to do something like that to me. Just no. Be like, no. Uh, think ping pong, but you're standing on the table and the net is raised. Tennis? Badminton. The net is raised. Uh oh. Badminton. Standing on the table. Okay. 1992 is the first year of badminton. Okay. Both singles were won. Uh, men and women by Indonesia, while men's and women's doubles went to South Korea. Were you watching that? Like, like I glued to your. I television? don't remember this at all. But <laughs> in recent summer games, you know, obviously the NBC has like fourteen different channels and sister stations, so they show basically every event, so you can watch this stuff live. Mm-hmm. The badmintons, the the what are they called? The, the shuttlecocks. Shuttlecocks. Those things are going like two hundred miles an hour. Yeah, they go very fast. Yeah. I was going to look this up. How fast do shuttlecocks go? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, please. 162 miles an hour is the Guinness Book World Record. But but that's just like slamming it. That's not in the playing of the game. No, but I think that happens during a game where like you get set up, just like in ping pong or whatever, you get set up and you want to spike it home. Oh, you mean like serving. Yeah, or just like someone like tries to save oh. it and it hits it super high in the air and you're yeah. right there for a smash. Right. So th- those are my uh, those are my Olympics. Now I will go to baseball. We did have a couple baseball uh, items. One of our favorite sports to attend and watch together uh, and play. You and I are outside taking batting practice every single day. <laughs> uh, on August second was the Hall of Fame induction that year, 1992. Tom Seaver. Raleigh Fingers, Hal Newhauser, and Bill McGowan. Now, I don't expect you to know the last two guys, but the first two 
two of the all-time greats, Tom Seaver, one of the greatest pitchers of all time for the Mets, and Raleigh Fingers, you should know, famous for... Having fingers. (laughs) (laughs) No. Raleigh Fingers, one of the greatest sports mustaches of all time. (laughs) Yeah, I love it. And he was an Oakland A. He played for your team. (laughs) My team. Well, I mean, your grandmother's team. Right. For those who don't know, my grandmother was a huge Oakland A's fan because I was born in Northern California, so she was like giving out tickets to the game. And so I started an Oakland A's fan. Most of my family is Oakland A's fan, but I am a diehard Braves fan because we moved to Georgia when I was five. And uh, yes, that's true. But I mean, look look at those pictures of Raleigh Fingers. Oh like, yeah, one of the greatest mustaches <laughs> of all time. If there's a sports list or a sports poll that comes out, greatest sports mustache, Raleigh Fingers is always at the top. And on August second, nineteen ninety two, inducted to Cooperstown. Now you've never been to Cooperstown, right? No. And he was a pitcher. He was a relief pitcher, yeah. Yeah, he was a relief pitcher. Cooperstown is this great little spot in central New York. It's like a couple hours from Syracuse. I've only been one time. I went in 2000. Okay. So before all the, really before all the steroids. I mean, people were taking steroids, but before we like. To get in? Yeah. You had to take steroids (laughs) to get into Cooperstown. Yeah, you walk right up. It's a really heavy door. You walk right up the steps. They like give you a shot (laughs) right in the butt. They give you a little drop of the clear Barry Bond style. You can get the door open. It's free. It is a huge door, but it's (laughs) awesome. We definitely are going to go sometime. Cage has no choice but to be a baseball fan. Yeah. Uh, But I'm very excited to take you to Cooperstown someday. Okay. A uh, couple of uh, pop culture movie things that happened during the week. On August 3rd, Paramount inaugurated its New York street lot. It's New oh, York Oh, the lot. back lot? The back lot on Paramount, the New York Actually, theme. I don't think I've ever been to the Paramount up. back lot. Because I always feel like Universal's New York back lot is like the iconic one. That one and Warner Brothers are like... So when I first moved to L.A., I did tons of extra work, you know? Okay. And so I was always on the back lots in movies and stuff like that. and then Now, when you say backlot, can you just explain that to people? The backlot on a movie studio is um, where, like, the house, like, the houses for Gilmore Girls are. So when you see the outside of a house of a neighborhood, like the Burbs, like, so the Burbs was shot on the backlot. All those houses are actually houses on the Universal lot. Okay, so that's not, like, a random neighborhood in Los Angeles somewhere. No, the backlot is on the studio, so it's a controlled environment so that they can make it rain or snow or... They can make it look like the fall or this, you know, uh, they, can, okay. they can control the elements Got of it. the exterior. When you, you were know. a kid, did you think like, it's amazing. They had to wait for it to rain before <laughs> yes. they could film this scene. <laughs> yeah. I used to always think that. I remember shooting a scene for ER, right? So that was Chicago, I think. So like, ER was supposed to be Chicago. The L yeah. was always like the train was yep. always going off overhead. But we had to shoot in the rain one night. And of course, as an extra, you get excited because you get um, wet pay. You get a wet bump is what they call it. That's a real thing? Yeah, you get paid a little extra for having to get wet. Like like how much? How much were you getting paid? Like it's back another then? $20 or something. So you were probably getting like $100 but a day. 20 years ago that was Yeah. Um yes. I think I was a, a union by then. So yeah, $50 non-union a day, $100 to be union wow. plus, you know, overtime and stuff like sure. that. Sure. Lunch break and all that fun stuff. Yeah, and then sometimes yes. And so then hazard pay for for rain. Yeah, yeah for rain That's you amazing. get extra, you that know. And incredible. if you're making $50, an extra 20 is like 
yeah, half of yeah. a we, day's work. We do the math for you. That's 40%. That's 40%. <laughs> so, yeah, and I just remember thinking, like, this is not how I thought rain happened yeah, no, on a movie set. Totally like, not. It was just these two giant machines, and they could just turn it on and off, you know, and it was really sunny that day, but they so they'd put, like, some, like, a... Um, uh, you know, just like a big white bounce basically over that would cast a shadow so it looked dark. And I mean, <laughs> I mean, it must have been like That's 80 so degrees crazy. and sunny, but it made it look like it was like 50 degrees and raining in Chicago. It was amazing. That's awesome. Yeah, TV magic. So August 3rd, the New York Auto opened on Paramount. Also on August 3rd, I gotta, I gotta say there's probably no chance you've seen this movie. Okay. Unforgiven premiered in oh, Los I've Angeles. Oh, I've seen Unforgiven. You've seen Unforgiven? Isn't that with um, in re- uh, uh, Charlie Sheen's brother? <laughs> Emilio, Estevez? Emilio Estevez? That's Young Guns. <laughs> oh, <sorry>. <laughs> <laughs> that was close. <laughs> you, thought, you thought Unforgiven and Young Guns were the same. Well, play me the trailer. Right, you don't right. have the tape. I right. queued up all my trailers for my week. You just did? So you know. I, yeah. I mean, this is one of the best movies of the last well, 30 years. So, Unforgiven. Is that Clint Eastwood? Clint Eastwood okay. starred and <laughs> I directed. I confused in my head. Gene Hackman, Morgan oh. Freeman. <laughs> Gene Hackman won the Oscar. My dad's o- going to be so disappointed. Won the Oscar. <laughs> I didn't know that. Clint Eastwood double dipped that year, Best Picture and Best Director. It mm-hmm. premiered. It didn't uh, It didn't hit theaters. They had its premiere on August 3rd oh, here in okay. Los Angeles. Uh, you, I don't think I saw it. I, I should have, but I don't think I did. I was probably, in 1992, I would have been yeah, too you young w- to see something yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I didn't see it, obviously, in 1992. I saw I it. I saw it much. 14. I saw it much later. <laughs> I was way too young. I saw it much later as well. I didn't see it obviously when it came out. But uh, Gene Hackman is nasty in this movie. Oh yeah, nasty. Yeah. So he, I mean, he kills someone, and then Morgan Freeman and Clint Eastwood go and they try to catch him. It's, it's okay. You can. It's, 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 a, it's it came out in nineteen ninety two. You can great, tell us what it's about. It's a great movie. <laughs> Do you not remember the? Uh, you don't remember the. The movie poster or anything for Unforgiven? I think I remember the movie poster now, because isn't Clint Eastwood in the front? Yeah, so he's kind of like... And then those guys are to the right and left of him? Wait, yeah, yeah, so he's kind of doing the so thing. Yeah. There's a bunch of different ones, yeah. There's like, uh, there's I the, remember there's, the poster, but... There's that one, there's a bunch of different Doesn't ones. Doesn't the Young Guns poster <laughs> look very similar? Uh, Young Guns starring, what did you say, Charlie Sheen's brother? <laughs> yes, Emilio Estevez. Uh, the Young Guns poster. I said Enrique Iglesias. I, I heard I you. I <laughs> by the way, right. I heard you start that. The Young Guns poster is really nothing like. Well, it's almost similar. It's really like that like that the, same hue. That same hue. It's a western. I was close. <laughs> Kiefer Sutherland also in this movie. Lou Diamond Phillips, Charlie Sheen in Young Guns. So. Yeah, Lou Diamond Phillips brother, brother plays together. a Native American <laughs> right after he played a uh, Mexican in La Bamba. <laughs> really, a lot of range. <laughs> yeah. Lou Diamond oh, Phillips. Man. That's really funny. That's mm-hmm. really funny. So that, that's one of the great one of the great Western. Okay, so that Western premiered. Movie. Premiered in Los Angeles. Fun. It didn't hit theaters until uh, the week after. Uh, you saw it, I'm Nationwide. Assuming? I've seen Unforgiven, but I saw it much, much later. Yeah. I was in school. That was one of those movies that, um, 
Do you remember the Columbia House where you got na- yeah, nine DVDs? Yeah, I thought DVDs. that was just CDs. They oh. had movies too. They they after the CDs was a smash hit. Yeah. <laughs> they uh, yeah. <laughs> they did a DVD oh. thing, and I I forget what year this was, but I I think we had just gotten a DVD player. Maybe I was a freshman or sophomore in college, and I was trying to build up my DVD collection because. If you had a great DVD collection in college, oh, yeah. you were somebody. <laughs> yeah, everybody wanted to come over to your place. <laughs> so, I, uh, uh, Unforgiven. The best way to get girls to get into your room, if you... Hey, I have... Uh, <laughs> I have Unforgiven on DVD. I have Dazed uh, and Confused. Why don't you hold on to that, Brockman? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Dazed I have Dazed and Confused on DVD. No, so, uh, you gotta have something. You can't have... Unforgiven was one of the first ones that I did uh, under my name. I think I had accounts for the dog, my brother, <laughs> and sister, so I got like 36 DVDs for a penny. And then what they don't tell you is right. they automatically start charging you twice as much as the DVDs actually cost at Best Buy. Mm-hmm. So all of a sudden, these bills were coming to my house, and... I'm 20 years old. I don't have any way to pay for this. <laughs> I know. Like, I remember. And my mom is just like hounding me to cancel these accounts under my brother's and sister's <laughs> name that I'm ruining their credit. <laughs> my brother and sister were 14 and 16 <laughs> at the time. <laughs> oh, I remember those. Because they also charge you shipping and handling. Shipping and handling. And it was like 8 bucks, And then the DVDs were 25 bucks. So you're getting a $34 DVD that was 14 bucks at, you know, yeah. the the gas station or I remember my bill was like thirty six dollars. It was and I crazy. Was like, How am I ever going to pay ever for going this? to pay that? <laughs> now imagine it now you walk into Target and you automatically spend a hundred dollars. Yeah. I don't know how I do it. Those were the days. <laughs> Those were That's the days. That's what this whole podcast is about. It, it, oh my the good gosh. old days. It's a, it's a good old days. Okay, uh, sorry, I lied. One more sports thing. On August 7th, the Orlando Magic signed number one overall draft pick. Shaquille O'Neal. Shaquille O'Neal. Look at me. Look at you. <laughs> so Shaq was the first overall pick in the 92 draft uh, that happened in June, uh, I'm going to say, that year. And he signed officially with Orlando. On August 7th. That's cool. Shaquille O'Neal. Now, Shaquille O'Neal is how I measure how old I am. Really? Shaquille O'Neal is the first athlete where I vividly remember his first moment in the NBA, and I vividly remember when he retired. Like, I, his entire career, I saw beginning to end, and I can remember all of it. Mm. So he's how, when he officially retired... That was my moment where I'm like, wow, I'm getting old. I have seen all of Shaq's <laughs> career. Because how long was he in the NBA? When did he retire? Ooh, he is in the Hall of Fame now, or maybe he's about to be. So he played a long time, kind of the, the end of the years. The end years. You just don't. said you remembered every single. Well, no, I'm just saying, like, I don't remember exactly how many years he played. I think he played like 18 or 19. But at the end, he bounced around. He played a year for the Celtics no, and Phoenix and yeah. the, the Cavaliers. So, like, those don't really count. But, like. Dominant Shack, like the the Lakers Shack, yeah, the Lakers Shack, Heat Shack, kind of at the end. That's when you're like, Shack never retired. You're like, Shack's still playing. You're like, wow. Shack like, on eighty-seven Papa Johns. Like <laughs> this guy, I remember beginning to. I mean, Shack's forty-eight. I years, just remember he's forty-eight years old. In nineteen ninety-five, I was working at the. So he retired in two thousand eleven. So like, okay. I you know I'm getting into my thirties now, and I'm like. I remember this guy's entire career. I was 12 when he started. Well, that's a 19-year, yeah, span. And, you're, I mean, you know, 
Uh, well, I finally got to meet Shaq at the at the Super Bowl mm-hmm. when it was in Atlanta. We uh, our show uh, shared a, a studio space with the Turner set, and so they came in one day and and Shaq Shaq did our show, stood next to him. Mm-hmm. I mean, you talk about just I, I've met tall people before. I've met Kareem and and Boban and uh, and Chris Weber. Those guys were all seven footers. You know, seven foot. And taller, Boban, mm-hmm. I think is seven three. But you talk about just sheer volume to mm-hmm. a, an individual. Like Shaq is seven foot two and like three hundred fifty x oh, amount I of remember. pounds. Yeah. And my gosh, you just feel like it's like one of those old Christmas cartoons where the guy picks up the dude and puts him in his pocket, <laughs> yeah. like like the abominable snowman. Like it's just. No, I know. I met so him. impressive I met to him see before. in person. Yeah, yeah. I mean, even more so for you because I'm seven inches taller than you are. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I used to wait. He used to come to the Four Seasons when I worked there, and we would make him. I would make him a, a triple decker club sandwich. It's normally club subject. So a regular too. club, and you added another level to yeah. it. Yeah, and then just that like was finger mounds, food for him. <laughs> yeah. Fries. And I would keep two sprites. At the time, he had to deal with sprites. Oh, yeah, I remember that. So I would keep two sprites on the table at all times. And so, like, I'd always have one behind my back. So I would just, like, swap them out. And uh, and uh, he said, uh, you, it's like magic. And I go, oh, I'm not magic. You are, you know. And then he's like, oh, <laughs> And I remember he... They left me like a big tip. They gave me like half of the bill as a tip. Oh wow! Basically, and was then he by himself? He had his like assistant with him or something, and then he like, I thought he was like, "Hey, thank you very much," and I thought he was gonna like high five me, but it was so terrifying, you know, because you just see this giant it's hand just coming, coming at down you. you. <laughs> and uh, he gave me another fifty dollars. Oh my gosh! <laughs> and I was like, "Ah, thank you." <laughs> so scary but that's amazing he was so sweet he was so nice yeah such a nice guy i mean yeah. he's one of the all-time all-time greats i mean this guy's lived such a crazy life i mean yeah in movies rap albums oh, yeah. like he can do it always on the t- nba and he's so funny he's and just, charming he's just like uh, it's like just so rare for an athlete yeah. especially a big athlete to have a big personality usually yeah. those two don't go together right so it's and and fun. to like they're not really the superstar athletes either. Maybe a guy with the great personality is the dude at the end of the bench or someone who's yeah. not as well known. I mean, this guy was, you know, four-time MVP, champion, uh, Hall of Famer, mm-hmm. one of the greatest ever. You know, he's, you know, you look at all the lists, he's in the top ten for the best player of all time. Uh, MTV Worst co- free throw. Th- one of the worst. <laughs> one of the absolute. <laughs> God bless Shaq. He would uh, had always had confidence. You yeah. know, I'm shooting 85 percent in practice. I make them when they count. Eh, I think your career like 53 percent, buddy. Yeah. It's all right. Uh, Shaq had one of the greatest MTV Cribs episodes of all time. I remember that back in the day. It was uh-huh. when he was living in Orlando. I think his house was like 35,000 square feet, and like <laughs> there were rooms that he that's ne- all. <laughs> there were rooms that he had never been in before. It was like <laughs> one of the one of the greatest episodes of all time. All right, moving on. I do have a few more things. Okay. We have a big famous birthday. <laughs> big famous? With big famous birthday <laughs> this week. Not really. August 3rd, model Carly Kloss is born. <laughs> oh, born. Carly oh my Kloss, God. everybody. So according to her Wikipedia, this is her uh, opening line, or uh, one of her passages in Wikipedia. Vogue Paris declared her one of the top 30 models of the 2000s when she was only 17. 
on the runway, this is what struck me, on the runway, she is known for her panther-like walk. <laughs> That's How do we know what a panther walks like? Yeah, I no, mean, I don't think. The, the Planet Earth series hadn't been out yet. I mean, when she was doing the runway thing. Wasn't. So, I mean, it was just like last year. I don't like know. How old is she? She well. So she would be uh, twenty eight. She's gonna be. She's yeah. gonna be thirty coming up. Uh, in two thousand nineteen, she became host of Project Runway, which I think I watched a season or two way back in the day. Now that's not why I bring this up. Okay. Do you know who she's married to? Oh, isn't she married to one of Trump's people? Yes. Yeah. Well, I- indirectly. Jared Kushner's. She like is married to Jared Kushner's brother. Brother. Joshua yeah. Kushner. That yeah. name sounds familiar. Yes, he is. He is the robot who said "I do" to Ivanka Trump. So he's <laughs> yeah. married to that guy's brother. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Every time I see Jared Kushner, I go, did he go to the University of Alabama? Like, he has like a University of Alabama. Hold part. on, the like, way he parts his hair. The yeah, sweep yeah, of yeah. the hair. It's so bougie. Yes, yes, yes. Okay, yeah. New, I knew that about her yes. because, um, yeah, now she's, she has like, said in the past, she's like had to defend yes, him and absolutely. her stance and like a model having to defend themselves about politics is the funniest thing. She said in the past, she has said that she finds it difficult being related to Jared Kushner and his wife, Ivanka Trump, stating, quote, it's frustrating, to be honest, that the spotlight is always shifted away from my career and toward my relationship. Maybe you shouldn't have married the guy. <laughs> like, yeah. I mean, isn't that a giant red flag when you're, hey, so uh, do you have any siblings? Uh, oh, yeah, my brother's married to Ivanka. What? Sorry, this date's over. You get up and leave when that information <laughs> comes out, right? There's no way. If I, don't I, know, was, I kind of want to meet If them, I was like Richard Nixon's nephew, there's no way that you would be with me right now. That is insane. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, it would be hard to just constantly like defend you to other people. But I feel like you're your own person. Like, like the people that you, you are way too nice. I, there's like, I mean, there's tons of people in my family that I don't agree with. It doesn't just because you're related to them doesn't mean you agree with them. But don't you want to just like take that, just completely not even have that on the table when you're friends with someone that I disagree with? That's different. When you're related to someone that I Disagree yes, with. but she's not like related. She made a conscious decision to enter this family. Yeah, because but but Kushner's brother might not be like him. I don't know, man. I just think you don't even want to risk I it. Mean, at I that don't point. know. Why even take the risk? <laughs> what? For love? Is, is love really that important? You no, can't find another money. ridiculously good-looking guy who's also rich. You're a supermodel. Everyone wants to date you. You have to stop shouting because if you wake up the baby, you have to go put him back to sleep. Sorry, I just feel very passionate (laughs) that like she should have just said no to that date when she when she found his name and then Googled him like everyone else does. I don't know. I would also love to be in the family where I just like caused problems where like (laughs) I was the one that was the renegade. Like everybody believed one thing and I was like. Now I'm the Bill Burr of this situation. Yeah, like that's I not just how this disagree, goes. just for the sake of disagreeing. Yeah, it's kind of fun. All right, I just thought that was pretty ridiculous. <laughs> uh, also born uh, this week on August eighth, actor Casey Cott. No, <laughs> not ringing any bells. He is one of those dudes on Riverdale, which I've never seen, but everyone says it's quite popular. 
It's very popular. Great. Okay. Uh, the number one movie and music okay. during this week, early August, 1992. Death Becomes Her is the number one movie oh, in America. Oh, I loved that movie. Death be- really? I, well, I liked it. I shouldn't say. So Unforgiven uh, takes over the number one spot next week when it comes out. Okay. Um, and it holds it for several weeks. But Death Becomes Her had its one moment in the sun as the number one movie in America. Uh, Bruce Willis, Meryl Streep, Goldie Hawn, uh, Robert Zemeckis directed it. You know him as? Robert Zemeckis. Bobby. <laughs> <laughs> he directed Back to the Future, all the Back to the Future movies. Oh, I thought you meant on a personal level. Ah, uh, no, okay. <laughs> uh, d- the film focuses on a pair of rivals, Meryl Streep and Goldie Hawn, who drink a magic potion that promises eternal youth, but they experience an unpleasant side effect when they actually physically die and they become walking, talking corpses in the process. Now, this actually won an Academy Award. It did? Any guess what what Academy Award this won? Close. uh, Best visual effects. Mm. Mixed reviews, commercial success, $150 million worldwide and has, according to its Wikipedia page, developed a cult following, particularly among the LGBT community. Oh. LGBTQ, yeah. How do you Uh feel about Meryl Streep? What do you mean? I love Meryl Streep. What exactly do you love about her? What do you mean? Well, I think she's funny. I think she's human. I do think she's a great actress. I think she's got incredible range. How do you feel about this hot take? Oh, God. No, no. <laughs> Meryl Streep, the most overrated actor of all time. <laughs> yeah, I think that's ridiculous. Which part? I think she is given a lot of... She gets nominated now Hold just on. for appearing in movies, okay? You're not great in everything, okay? I know she's got 21 nominations. You weren't the best. You weren't the one of the top five 21 different years. That is ridiculous. I do think she is beloved with... Also have to remember Everyone that. makes bombs. Like you're not telling me she's batting like 800 for her movie career. That's ridiculous. I do think that she makes good choices. I do think that she plays different parts a lot. You know what I mean? Like I loved when she played Julia Childs. You know, like got nominated that year. Yeah. You know, like I, I think. I mean, Sophie's choice. I mean, she's just like won the Oscar. She's that just year. like just been like this legendary actress that like is kind of clutch. Like, you know, if she's in it, it's going to be good. Like, she's going to be good. But do you think that's, like, reputation, or is she yes. actually good no, in I those movies? No, I do think movies? she is nominated on reputation. I do think that. Okay. Yeah. That's all I'm really But saying. I do think like, sometimes I mean, she should win, you know? I do think, like, sometimes it's it's deserved and honored, you know? Whereas I think someone like Amy Adams should have won, like, twice already. Yeah, she won in last one in two thousand. She has only three. She terrible percentage. She's, well, it's like the Yankees. You know, they three, go to the World she, Series, but they don't always win. She's three for twenty-one. <laughs> no, and she knows that. She last one in two thousand. She's funny about it. You know what I mean? And she's, you know, but like, it's also like it doesn't feel like the Oscars if she's not there. I mean, I think I think she should just go away. Give someone else a chance. I'm sick of Meryl Streep. Just stay home. She likes to act, and she's good at like it. Like Jack Nicholson. She's great in Big Jack Little Jack Nicholson Lies. did it right. She, he just, he got Nami. He won it re, when he has an old man, and he doesn't go anymore. He doesn't make it about him. I feel like Meryl Streep, just by showing up, makes it all about her, and we have to see her in the Not front true. row. She's, and she's got it, you know. She's <laughs> also friends she with everybody. Lot. She's like Everyone's every- friends with everybody. 
That's sick not of, true. Sick of Meryl Streep. <laughs> not everybody is friends with everybody. I'm A lot of, of people hate each other. I'm sick of Meryl. Well, I hate Meryl Streep. Oh, my God. Hot take. All right. Mm-hmm. Music. The number one song. I hope this is almost over because my beer's almost gone. Oh, I mean, you can get another one. Madonna had the number one song in the bil- on the Billboard chart that uh, week with This Used to Be My Playground. This used to be my playground. This used is like a really sad song. It was from A League of Their Own, which she also starred in. Oh, I loved her in League of Their Own. I love Own. A League of Their Own. One of the greatest, I would say one of the best sports movies of all time. Top, ten, be- yeah. top 10, yeah. for sure. For sure. Uh, that was number one. Uh, November Rain by Guns N' Roses and End of the Road by Boys to Men also released this week. Mm-hmm. Huge week for music. They would, uh, Boys to the Men, uh, Boys to the Men. Ha! End of the Road by Boys to Men would go on a huge number one streak. It would reach it later in the year and hold the number one spot for 19 straight weeks. That's incredible. Some fun stats going on this week. The average price of gas was a dollar twelve. Oh, wow. What you wouldn't kill for a dollar twelve mm-hmm. gallon of gas right now. Uh, the U.S. population was roughly $255 million. Gallon, wow. of, gallon of milk, $2.78. 93 cents for a dozen eggs. And the Dow Jones Industrial Average hit a high of, wait for it, 3,400. <laughs> I don't know what that means. During this time. Uh, just to put it in perspective, it's like 26,000 right now. Okay. Oh, that's a great perspective. And that was a great week. The week that was August 2nd to the 8th, 1992. Those days. It wasn't actually the same week probably back then. No, but those were the days. August 2nd. Those were the days. Those were the days. August 2nd to August 8th, 1992. Good job. Hey. Good first episode. That was fun. I enjoyed that. That was fun. A lot of fun conversations. Uh, a lot of fun stuff happened. Sports, um, pop culture, a little hard news. Uh, that was fun. So next week it will be my turn. Okay. To tell you what happened the week of August 9th through the 16th. Ninth. You had two through eight? Yeah, so it's, a, it's six days. It's so ninth, the days are th- August. Ninth through the 15th. Yeah, the days are August 9th through 16th. You were more verbal than math. I'll give it to you. It's fine. <laughs> totally understand. Totally understand. Uh, so next week it will be my turn, and I will present to you all kinds of fun things. Oh, exciting. Uh, if you'd like to follow us on social media. Yeah, we have all the social medias. Uh, hit us up on Twitter. They're all the same. So it's at... Uh, week in the 90s week pod. Week in the 90s pod. So it's 90s, week in the 90s pod on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook, and, Facebook and YouTube, youtube.com oh, yeah. slash. I mean, you're you watching us watch right now on YouTube, but on YouTube. Uh, if you can't get to it, watch us on YouTube. You can see my cool tie-dye outfit. I mean, seriously, <laughs> we got to talk about this for a second. Hold on. Before we wrap this up. Now, you debuted this. Earlier in the week. Now, yesterday. people really, people yesterday. aren't going to be, was it yesterday? People aren't going to be able to really get the full, because it's a, it's a long sleeve shirt shorts combo. Now, it's that not. matches. It's not a onesie, but it's matching tie-dye. It's blue heavy. Well, uh, kind of on the left the side. There's like a, everyone's a been doing pink swirl with some green and blues. Okay, There's a everyone, big green swoop across let me explain the, myself. the booble region. Quiet. Everyone's been doing a lot of online shopping. And when I saw this, I was like, that looks really cozy and comfy. And it's not as cozy as I wanted it to be. And it's much <laughs> brighter than I thought. It's like, so it's 
so I, mean, wait, I, mean, you, I just need to wash it like 87 times and then it'll be the exact color I want. I mean, you like walk outside and like bugs and mosquitoes like run into you. Like you're <laughs> no. a bug zapper. No. Like I, I just no. heard like. <laughs> Listen, <laughs> I wore it because it's very 90s. Tie-dye is it's very, very 90s. Do you remember those hypercolor yeah, shirts when we were kids? Like those were, it does look like a hypercolor shirt, yeah. and you got eaten by a fish. Which was in the 80s. 80s was hypercolor, I think. 80s was hypercolor? I feel like it was like early 90s. I was living in Alaska. Might have been 1990. Yeah. But anyway, you can't really talk with your cut-off hoodie. <laughs> I'll tell you what. First off, how great is my arm tan? <laughs> you finally have one. Now, so normally I would have a golf tan where it was like here. Well, down for the most of the summer, you were rocking just the tan on the circle on the back of your head oh, yeah. from the back of your hat. So I had to stop wearing those hats. <laughs> it was like the mesh with the opening in the yes. back. It was terrible. But I got a great golf tan on the bottom. My feet are super white. But I don't know. These things are comfy, but they say like. Hey, I'm here to work out too. In case you know you need me to. In case bench. you want to work out. Yeah, in case you need me to bench press stuff or like grab chop some those wood. ten pound weights over there. Those and are do heavy. <laughs> <laughs> I've been doing prison workouts for five months. What do you want from I'm me? Just saying, you look great. I'm not making oh, fun. I your you look outfit great. looks great. <laughs> you're you're beautiful. <laughs> anyway, and I'm gonna sell you some real estate out. Great. Hey, great job. Great job, you. Um, I'm Sarah Tiana. Yes, and I'm Chris Brockman. Thank you for Thank listening you for to watching, this. Thank you for listening, and all the good stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for listening to This Week in the 90s. We'll see you next week. This Week in the 90s podcast.